I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Longer I've been, the more it looks like hell. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my wife and co-host, Becky. Today's show is sponsored by our good friend and listener, Valerie. We thank you for your support, keeping us on the air on ACN, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Becky, what's going on today? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hey, if you like that opening song, once again, that is D-Cure. He is a great Christian, conservative rap artist, has a great story and a great background. I want to I plug him. He just came out with an album called Idols. I was listening to that again tonight. Man. <clears throat> if hip hop's not your your forte, I guess, he's a great way to get into it because, you know, lyrically, he always brings hope and light to the the despair and the destruction that he made it through and that a lot of us make it through. He really he his artistry is bringing real life to music. Mm-hmm. And so the new album Idols is out. Go check it out on Spotify, Amazon, wherever you can go to his, his website and you can buy it. You can go to his band camp, if you know what band camp is. You can buy the physical CD. He'll probably even sign it and send it to you. His name is D-Cure, again, D-C-U-R-E. Check him out. We love his music. You can always hear it coming out of either Becky or my my car, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of funny songs, too. Yep. Always go on his Instagram, picking up stuff for his wife is hilarious. And you, you've heard him on this show before, if you've listened to this show. We thank him again for allowing us to use his music to, as our intro. It makes us that much cooler. It, it, it gives us cred with our kids. Did you notice that the other night? Yeah. Antonia, our daughter, said, do you talk to D-Cure like you're <laughs> friends? Like you text back and forth? And Matt was like, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Mm-hmm. It hey. is so cool. He's famous. Yeah. Hey, being, being cool in your kids' eyes, that's... That's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Because most kids are like, oh, parents, you guys are such nerds. Such nerds. And our kids say that too, but we are pretty cool parents. <laughs> I don't know. No? I was embarrassing Henry the other day when I was singing with gusto in the car. That's all right. Becky can sing. She's got a good voice. No, I was mouthing the words and making large hand movements oh. because we were at a stoplight. Too bad you've got a limo tint and nobody else could see you to really no, embarrass That's him. what I said. You can't see. And Harry's like, yes, huh? Every time you drop me off and I could see you waving through the tent. Come on. You cannot. <laughs> hey, anywho, if you're not embarrassing your kids, are you even trying anymore, right? Mm-mm. We we love to try to embarrass our kids, even though we, we appreciate when they think we're cool. Mm-hmm. So this week I got the great honor of our church. I got to, uh, it's hard for me to say, I got to preach Sunday night, right? And God really had been laying a lot on my heart. And if you've listened to the show, you've probably been able to tell that that's what God has been putting on on my heart for a while here. Um, revival. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the first time I've said it on this show. But that's what I was able to bring to the church. I was able to really just lay out the steps that God has. He showed Becky and I both, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to our Podbean, if you want to download the show, and you read the little blurb on the, the Podbean site. It, we, and we tell everybody, what's your show about? It's about faith, family, and freedom. Or what do you say, politics? Politics, same Does, thing. Doesn't start with an F. Anywho, 
that's that's really those are the foundations if you would like revival i think anyways what about you yes yes it's gonna be one of those shows huh you asked me a yes or no gotcha. question and what i want to talk about today real quick we won't go into the whole two and a half hour preaching idea i kid if it was 20 minutes might have been at that the length of it yeah, it was a little longer than that I think. was it wow that's impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't know what I said, but uh, being able to stand up there for 20 minutes. Maybe it was 25, maybe we'll say. Hey. It seemed really long. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Where am I? But the verse that really stuck out to me that, that I kind of wanted to, to, to focus on, and if you've listened to Church and State, I'm pretty sure it's the one that uh, Caleb and Gabe used to, to read at their, in their old, old beginning. Mm. Right, they've been around for a while. They're old. Yeah, they are old. Mm-hmm. All right, I know. I know. If Caleb listens now, it's shots fired. <laughs> Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and I, I love Solomon. Right, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the, Solomon prayed to God and sacrificed so much. Have you ever read the rest? Of the, I'm sure you have. You've read Chronicles. Mm-hmm. How much he sacrificed to God? Twenty two thousand. Well, I don't have it memorized. And it it's was been a while since I read it. It was a ton and burnt offerings. Just he just he knew he couldn't stop because they were in such bad shape. Mm. And finally, God came to him at night and said, "Okay, you have pleased me. Mm-hmm. Here's how you save the nation." Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. <clears throat> I think why that sticks with me so much is can we start sacrificing? Can we start? I mean, we don't have to sacrifice anymore. No. There isn't. So the, it would do no good. Yeah. Just a waste of beef. Mm-hmm. But this rings so true as I look at our nation now. Right. And I tried to try to focus just what can we do locally? And yes, what can we do locally? But if you have friends in other states, get get together with them on the phone and talk about this. This this is how revival spreads. Yep. It's not by the president coming out and saying, well, revival, here it is. It's by local churches setting their communities on fire. And asking. I remember was it was either late in 2020 or early in 2021 when um, our church is part of the ABA, if you don't know what that is, American Baptist Association. One of the preachers put out a statement to all the churches associated with the ABA asking them, will you on this day please pray and fast with me for the whole day and pray about putting, get it, you know, being done with COVID, not mm-hmm. being done with it, but pray about it. Ask God to heal our nation and all that. And I know myself, I participated in it and I'm pretty sure probably most of the people at our church did, but that's sometimes it's that easy. Mm-hmm. And when a large chunk of God's people choose a day to pray and fast, he appreciates that. Yeah. He hears that. Now, did it end COVID? No. But who knows what power it had, what, you know, what God did with that. I'm sure he didn't be like, meh. If you don't think God did something with it, then uh, maybe... You need to check your heart, <laughs> check your theology, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Well, like the verse says, right? If shall humble themselves, pray, mm-hmm. 
repent, mm-hmm. seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. And this, as I read this, I know that we're never going to get 100% of the population to turn from their wicked ways. No, the Bible says that. Yeah. But to me, it's like that democracy. It's like if we can get to 51%, <laughs> then maybe God will give us. No. God works on his own time, but I know that he wants to see a huge turn back to him. Mm-hmm. You can't, and I said this last night, you can't murder babies in the womb for 50 years and think that pleased God. Mm-mm. I blame the church for Roe v. Wade ever being put through. I wasn't alive then because I'm not 50. Well, Yeah. But the church was silent. I mean, they weren't silent, but they weren't unified enough. Right. You don't read any history stories of this church came out and mm-hmm. protested in a mad way. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say people didn't stand up for it, but I haven't. Usually when there's, you know, a fire, a literal fire or large amounts of pro, You read about protests from the 60s and 70s about war all the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Now, I haven't done the research and looked, but I've never heard a story about this large amount of people. All these churches got together and protested. I'm sure there were little ones here and there, but, mm-hmm. and maybe history, like American history likes to do, wiped that part out because we didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I don't get the feeling that there was a big, Stand up and push. Yeah, I mean, this is easy. It's all, We know a lot of people that were alive at the time. We could figure that out. Mm-hmm. You could figure that out. Maybe you were there. You could text us, 509-818-7818. Let us know what it was like. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got a good story about battling back against Roe v. Wade because you were a strong Christian back then. We'd like to get you on the air. Mm-hmm. Hear what it has, what it was like. Because that, that you know, that's coming right after the Jesus culture, the, the Jesus movement, the Billy Graham, all that. But like I said last night, if you look into Lyndon Johnson, the senator, enacted the tax code that said if you were to go against political views, you could lose your church could lose your 501c3. So I think a lot of churches then were like, well, we, we can't protest the Supreme Court. That's that's the highest court of the land. Yeah, they'll take our status away. Take it. I've said it before. I've heard our pastors take it. I've heard many pastors take I don't need your tax exempt status. And I'm going to continue to talk about God's truth. Luckily here on Be Vigilant, we're not a 501c3. Mm -hmm. We could say whatever the heck we want. (laughs) And I like it that way. Mm -hmm. But on that note, if you'd like to help us stay on American Christian Network, we would love to partner with you or like to help donate. You know, running a radio show is not free. Or cheap. Yeah. (laughs) And inflation's going up. The radio business is not above that. Mm Mm-mm. So if you'd like to help us out, we'd love to hear from you and love to have your help. Once again, the 509-818-7818. That's our business slash ministry phone number. Don't worry. You're not going to be bothering anybody. We love responding to text. Mm-hmm. We love responding to social media. Yes. We love growing our social media because we, we like getting the truth of God out there to as many people as we can. Absolutely. So it really needs to take a full turn back to God. That's what revival needs. And we need to talk about the strength of our faith as well, because that's the sad part. 
if you are wanting revival, what are you willing to do for it? Go to church. Okay. Oh, just kidding. That's a good start. <laughs> but guess what? It's not going to happen. If you just sit in the middle pews, I've realized the people that don't want to be noticed at church, they sit in the middle. They would like to say back row Baptist oh. or whatever it is. But the ones that just want to fly under the target or under the, the view of everybody, they sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Smart, I guess. It doesn't really matter where you sit in church. <laughs> if you got a good preacher, he's going to find you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you really got to look for your, your depth of your faith. Where does your faith lie? It better lie in Jesus Christ, right? Yep. I don't need to get into to all the verses here, but if you think about when Jesus set up his church, right? Mm-hmm. How deep he said it would go. The gates of hell would not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep in my point. That's the deepest. Yeah. If you believe that the church that Jesus Christ set up is strong enough that the gates of hell can't affect it, then how are you using that? Mm-hmm. How are you using the strength of your faith? Yeah, because people get so scared mm-hmm. about everything that has to do with winning souls. But really, it's there's nothing to be scared of. I mean, I know that's easy to say, but if God tells you, you can go talk to that person, don't worry about what you're going to say, I'm going to give you the words, mm-hmm. then even if you are stumbling over the words and stuttering, which happens to me almost every time, he's still going to... They're going to hear what they need to hear, and God is going to use what you've said. Yeah, so true. And the more you do that, the more God blesses you, and the more people you could possibly win Mm -hmm. to Jesus. So it's not worth it to not talk to people. Yeah. That's why we were given tongues and mouths, right? Yeah. Let's use it. And I love... But what he says there, it would it was Matthew 16, 13, 19. You can look it up when Jesus asked the disciples, Whom do they say I am? And they say, Well, they think you're John the Baptist, Elias, all these people. And then he looks at them and says, Who do you think I am? And Peter says, I know that you are the Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's when he tells them, I'm gonna set my church up on the rock, and it won't be able to be affected by hell. I, I, to me, that's just a great, that's a, a visual I like to have. Mm-hmm. That here is the church left on earth. And Satan wants so much to tear it down, doesn't he? Well, yeah, and he is, he has been given that power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of churches are just letting, they're inviting him in. Yeah. And we don't need to get started on that because that's Not a whole yet. other show. Yeah. I mean. I'm still waiting for Becky to fire out a Christmas tree show for everybody, but. Um, I'm not going to do that. Okay. The it's Halloween not... one was good enough. Yeah, well, and Christmas and Halloween are two different things. True, true. The Christmas tree is a personal conviction. Gotcha. I personally don't see how you can read some of the stuff in the Bible and and think it's not talking about the not the Christmas tree in particular, but the decorating of a tree is a heathen thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not the part of the verse in Jeremiah that talks about the decorating the tree with silver and gold, that's not what convicted me. It's the the line before that that says, do not learn the way of the heathen. Mm. That's the part that I don't understand how people can 
not pay attention to. Yeah. So I'm not saying I don't think it's a sin to have a Christmas tree unless, of course, you're worshiping it and it's your idol. Yeah. But to me, I can't get past that it says, do not learn the way of the heathen. And the heathens were the ones that cut down the tree and decked it in silver and gold. Now, they weren't doing that because it was somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. But the Christmas tree, it wasn't originated for, well, if you stick the name Christmas on it, sure. Yeah. It was originated for <clears throat> the birth of, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. But it's not the first tree that was ever decorated. Mm-hmm. So that's how I... The dots are connected there for me, so I can't have anything to do with it. You know, you know why I don't like it's just a waste of time and money. money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't need to be convicted. I was like, man, this is a bunch of hooey. <laughs> I'm not a big celebrating guy. But back back to what we we're talking about. Wanted wanted to finish on this section right here with the strength of your faith. We talk about the depth, now the strength. When you realize in John 10 uh, verses 28 through 30. It talks about your salvation is held by God. Mm-hmm. And I've said this, I try not to make it public knowledge, but at one point I thought I had to hold on to my salvation. I thought I had to be strong enough. Mm. Luckily, there wasn't much going on in my life, so I didn't lose it. <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> no, but when you, once you realize the strength of the, the being that holds your salvation, it really lets you take those steps that you don't know where your foot's going to land because you know God is guiding them. You know that God has you in his hand. He has your salvation, and when this is all over, you get to go be with him. Mm-hmm. To me, it's such a freeing. Like mm-hmm. Besides the, the weight of salvation and the, the bondage and the yoke of sin being gone, just knowing that what you are doing is in God's will and he's holding on to you and he's holding on to that salvation until you come to meet him, mm-hmm. it lets you run a little bit freer. It's like Proverbs says, right? <clears throat> yeah, and if you think about that, when God puts on your heart to do something scary, mm-hmm. you, you know, just you say, "Okay, God, now I'm trusting you with my life here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it ends your life, then you get to be in heaven. But I find it a lot easier to do scary things, things that I wouldn't normally do, when I know that God said, "I got you. Mm-hmm. I want you to do this." Yeah. And I say out loud, okay, I'm trusting you. Mm-hmm. And then I go and do the dumb thing. And God got you. <laughs> yep. And I haven't been stabbed yet. Yep. And so if you just take away from that today, knowing that your faith and knowing the strength and the depth, and real quick, the truth. Mm-hmm. You know that your faith is based on the truth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. If you take those things, strength, depth, and truth, you build a great foundation to start reviving yourself because that's where it has to start is in your own heart, right? Mm-hmm. So moving on from there, there, you know. Wait, real quick, I just want to yeah. throw out there when I was just talking about doing the dangerous thing. I did learn today, if you're going to pray with a homeless person or a drug dealer, or not drug dealer, somebody that's using, I learned today, and this is a good class, I think, for maybe young kids to take on how to pray with people like that. Don't close your eyes. It's like, oh, that would have been a great idea. Just had to throw that out there. Okay. Be safe when you're doing dangerous <clears throat> things. Gotcha. Have the bungee cord on. <laughs> yes. Have the backpack if you're going to go skydiving, the parachute. Yes. Yeah. So wanting to jump, I don't know if anybody's 
has been digging in since we've been talking about Brazil. Mm-hmm. Man, it's insane down there. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the video? Uh, we follow a guy, Jimmy Levy, great singer on Instagram. Go check him out. Jimmy Levy, L-E-V-Y. He was on American Idol. But he posts all these videos that he's getting from different reporters down there. Bolsonaro appeared out of the, the presidential palace, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And the protesters have been out there. They're not protesting against him. They're trying to support him. And he came out and he said, you know, he talked to the crowd and tried to tell them that he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. And that he would die for that country. Mm-hmm. And then he was waving and just with the people. And they were on the other side of this reflecting pond. And the camera pans out and everybody's got their phones out and they're recording Bolsonaro. And this little girl, less than 10, is crying. And so the president of Brazil sends one of his guys across the waiting pond. He just walks out there, picks her up, and carries her so she doesn't get wet. And the president of Brazil is hugging her, and she's crying, and they're hugging and talking. Not in anything creepy Joe Biden way, just in all love. (laughs) And this little girl's crying because she's so glad that she's there with him. Wow. He's crying. And then I'm crying. It's Wuss. yeah. He cries a lot more than me. It's true. Publicly. That is the heart of a nation right there. Yeah. That's a leader. Yep. He knows that everything was screwed up. Mm-hmm. He knows he was cheated out of that election. He's not going to leave. Nope. But he's got the vice president on his hand who is the head of the military and who is one of the first biggest indigenously born Brazilian leaders. You know, they have people that moved over from Portugal and Spain and all that was colonized. So that's a big deal to have an indigenous person. That's also that high up. Who's the vice president. The military ain't messing around. Mm -mm. They know they can't just go right at this Lupa Lua, whatever, because he's got these crazy, the red commando, the red cartel, they're cartels, they're weaponized. And so now the army is just slaughtering these guys. They, he knows that he has to take out the, the muscle from this socialist dictator Mm -hmm. who stole the election Otherwise, they're going to come fight, and it's going to be just this bloody war. And I think that's what Bolsonaro knows, too. That's why he was crying, I bet. Mm-hmm. He knows that to save the country, it's going to have to get dark. Yep. And people, if you've looked at any of these videos from Brazil, and you don't see the resemblance to America, we're not far behind. Socialism has taken over South America. The only way I don't see the resemblance is that we weren't out in the streets like they are after our stolen election. That's so true. What about January 6th? That was the biggest insurrection ever. It looked like a big old party to me. Yeah, there was a few rabble-rousers. Nothing compared to anything Antifa did. Mm -mm. So now, today I see the uh, pro-Bolsonaro tribal chief, so the head of the indigenous people there, was arrested and beaten. Well, guess what? The tribal people of Brazil did not take kindly to that. No. They're burning it down. Yep. I'm never for violence, but if you feel that you can no longer address with the government because you see that they are doing bad things, this is what happens. Yep. If you're part of that government and you're shocked... You shouldn't be. Yeah. I I would like to see... I'm I'm only getting one side out of Brazil, right? I want to know what the is there this this big push for this socialist dictator? Is there an Antifa side to yeah. Brazil? Yeah, I bet you there is. 
I, I wish I would have learned more Portuguese. I grew up in a heavily Portuguese area. In Brazil, they speak Portuguese, so I follow these reporters on Instagram, but they, all they post is in Portuguese. I'm like, oh, I know that word, and I know that word. So check them out. Brazil needs our prayers. Mm -hmm. it, it It is, for the most part, a Christian nation. Yep. They have the world's largest statue of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Take it. I mean, that's a pretty good sign to me. Mm -hmm. But no, that we need to pray for Brazil. We need to pray that they will turn back to God. Mm -hmm. More of them. I don't know. I, I, it's just the, the similarities between America and Brazil are shocking. <clears throat> you know, the, the economic forces, the stolen elections. Man, if we were on YouTube, they would have kicked us off so many times already. Eh. You can't say on YouTube that the election was stolen. Oh. Hey, guess what you can't say on Twitter? That Elton John is gay. Yeah. <laughs> Our guy Bryson Gray, another great another Christian, fact. yeah, Christian conservative. He's been banned off the new Elon Musk Twitter for apparently saying Elton John's gay. I bet you if you ask Elton John, he'll tell you he's gay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I bet you if you ask his husband, he'll tell you that he's gay. What if he didn't? That'd be odd. <laughs> hey, that's a uh, that's a wild time out there. But I will. I want to end with this quick, real quick story. I wanted to go down another line, but maybe we'll save that for a later time. But hey, CMR, Kathy McMorris-Rogers is the ranking member in Congress, and she is going to be the incoming House Energy and Commerce Chair. Hey, local Kathy McMorris-Rogers, she's making moves back there in Congress. She's taking on Biden and that they want to give Obamacare to illegal immigrants in Washington State. Good for her. Yep, she says no. Yeah. Give her a call. She's got an office in Spokane, Deer Park. She's got a Tuila, wherever. Give her people a call. Thank her for that. Mm -hmm. Let her know we got her back. Yeah, because if more people do that for her, she'll make more moves for us. Mm -hmm. That's how politicians work. Yeah. It's it's nice to have your congressperson being from your home city, right? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not originally from here, but she resides here. She goes to church here. Her parents live here, so maybe she was from here. I don't know. Hey. Kathy McMorris-Rogers, we thank you for fighting back against the Biden regime. Continue. Continue to move in God's word, mm -hmm. Congresswoman. And continue to push back. I, I pray that Kathy McMorris-Rogers can become a firebrand and she can make MTJG and Lauren Bobart look like school kids. Yeah. Her husband's military backing. She mm -hmm. supports the vets. Let's do it. Burn it down, <laughs> CMR. Not literally. No. But be that firebrand. Yeah. Make Matt Gates look like, man, he can't even say anything anymore because she's even fierier than him. Mm -hmm. Once again, if you'd like to help us out, give us a call, 509-818-718. We thank you guys for tuning on to ACN Mondays or Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Check us out wherever you'd like to on social media. Becky, thank you. Yep. Thank you guys again. Until next time, remember to be sober, be vigilant. Kill kids in the room, try to get to heaven, here's the interview, praying soon enough.